Hello, I'm Dr. M, a relationship and sex coach. And this is Real Talk with Dr. M. I want to say to everybody who listened to the last episode, I am so thankful for all the love that I received on that episode. And thank you just so much for loving the story and loving Ada. I got a lot of people that were asking about her, about Ada and stuff. I'm so grateful for the love on that that particular episode and so today's episode is going to be what is under the scum and yes that's the title because we hear people saying men are scum women are scum and i just really want us to you know pursue the concept of something being scum and you know what's what exactly is under there maybe what motivates people to be scum so that's what we're going to talk about today so i made a post earlier this week about how men are socialized to believe that all they are responsible for is providing financially and i remember that it was under the quote this quote from dr alexander solomon that i'm going to read now she said our culture has taught us that a man is only as valuable as his ability to provide we must expand our definition of provider beyond income. So provider of comfort, provider of laughter, provider of validation, provider of pleasure. And what struck me was the fact that this quote was coming from someone who lives in America. We usually like to think that it's a Nigerian thing or it's an African thing that men are expected to provide. But it's a worldwide phenomenon and I think that it just has endured because of how things were structured in the past and they've just been passed along from generation to generation to continue like that. But you see, what scares me about this particular concept is the attachment of worth to, to finance. And so a lot of times men feel useless or suppressed if life puts them in a situation where they aren't financially superior to the women. And so you can ask a man if he would want to be in a situation where his wife was richer than him and immediately you see them, like you hear them chuckle and and they just laugh and they just tell you that that's how disrespect starts or they would not have control over the woman if she has more money than them or just, you know, things like that. Then it's just so scary and so bothersome. And at the same time, you have women also conditioned under this same situation. So a woman... Um, who thinks of a man she's richer than she's probably thinking um, I don't particularly want him to be richer than me because I don't want him to depend on me it is his job to provide for me or you know when like your mothers call and then they're like um, don't do too much don't 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 pay for more than you, you should do before they would think they, before they would start making you do it and I think it also go al- goes along the same line of how men don't want to do chores in the house because they think that they are going to spoil their wives if they keep doing it. And, you know, this conditioning, these things have endured over such a long time that we like to think that maybe we are modern and these things aren't existing anymore, but still they are. And, you know, I actually have a friend who usually would say that if, like, when she prays to be a millionaire, that she prays that... Her husband has a few thousands more than her in millions. And I'm like, why can't you pray for your own money? Why do you have to pray it's in relation to someone else's money? And then she would tell me 
um the homes where the wives are richer are not they don't they don't last long they are not happy and then it's it's so worrisome because i'm like life doesn't particularly respect these things that we are conditioned by life happens the way it should and it doesn't care and so we're so deeply conditioned that we don't even realize how much love and peace and growth that we are missing out on by just believing these things and actually trying to live them out in our lives and so i wanted to illustrate using a story that my mom shared with me last year um her friend's friend is a rich woman who grew up in a rich home and then she met this man probably when they were in the university and then he was from a poor background and she was from but they fell in love and they got married and the entire wedding bill was was you know funded by by the ladies' parents all the way to the clothes they even wore for the wedding. And so I think after that they were able to help the man, you know, get on his feet, get a stable job. And in my mom's description of this particular woman, like she's even in old age, when she met her, like she's a really, really beautiful woman. Talk more of when she was younger. And so along the line things started to pick up for the man. And then he started dating his secretary. He married his secretary. And then said this and another lady then married her. And I'm sure at this point you're probably thinking men are scum. And older older people would be thinking these men, that's how they always behaving. And that's just the way they are. And all those kinds of statements that people make when things like this happen. But you see, when you peel off the behaviors that people call scum. Or the things that you say that are in some people's blood, uh, cheating is in men's blood, or that's just the way they are, or it's village people that are after me, or these are generational causes and stuff like that. You would find many, many layers upon layers of conditioning and ego story. So these things are not what we think they are. They're actually way deeper than that. And these are the things that cause people to move from one abusive relationship to another why people keep repeating bad behaviors because they just they just don't know that but they are just these forces that drive them to behave the way that are the ways in ways that are very questionable and even they themselves can't even explain why they are behaving the way they are behaving so when you ask them they're just saying i just don't know i just find myself i just and they just just so for instance, if you when you see someone who goes somebody or goes to you, for instance, maybe you have like personal experiences of someone who goes to, who has ghosted you before, you you know you you might want to take this thing personal, but what if they just were not brave enough to tell you the truth about how they were about why they were leaving, or what if they were afraid of your reaction if they told you that they were going to leave or that the relationship wasn't working for them. Or what if they have a fear of confrontation? What if someone told them that living quietly is better than them telling you about it and they believed them? But our ego by design will take things personally. And so you'll be busy thinking it's your fault and you'll be calculating what you did wrong. Whereas it's not even about you in the first place. And so this is how, this is how deep um, ego stories, as I said, and just conditioning can be. The stories that we tell ourselves that we believe about other people and about ourselves that drive our lives and we don't even know about them. So I remember at the time my mom was telling me, I remember I was telling her that I was not surprised by the man's behavior. 
And I would just like you, like you to imagine growing up all your life, being told that you're a king and that you're going to grow and that you're going to become the king and you're going to lead. And suddenly you find yourself as the second in command or the third in command. It would, it would never, ever make sense to your ego because your ego has been fed the story, stories of you being the king. And any complaints from the person that is the king will make you, will make you feel so hot and it will jab into your soul because... You'd be thinking, you would not even listen to the complaints, which might actually be a fair one. All you'd be thinking is, is because I'm not the king that the king can be talking to me like that. Or if I were the king, would I even be in this situation at all? And so what do you do? If you can't overthrow the king, you would most likely start looking for your own horsemen to lead. And so for this particular man... Like most men, he was socialized to be and nurtured and conditioned to be the man of the house, to be the provider of finances, the one that is the boss, the one that is controlling everything. But as he had it in his own life, he loved a woman whose finances were way better than his. And he married her and his parents sponsored the wedding, the entire wedding. Can you just imagine how his ego must have been feeling at the time? Or... Do you know how many stories that would have been woven in his head and how he would have been subconsciously looking for ways to be the king again? And so when he finally became something, when he finally started to do well, he started to look like, you know, he, he he had gotten to the point where he was greater than the man whose wedding was sponsored. And so his ego had to have, had to be appeased by looking for a situation where he was the king again. And the first opportunity that pro- um, that produced itself was the secretary. And so the secretary was perfectly placed as the horseman who looked up to him and who was in the position in his conditioning to take the place of the subordinate to the king that he had been prepared for all his life. I don't know if you understand that. So he was supposed to be the king from the start and marry a woman that he was going to control and he was going to be in charge of her finances. But life didn't give him that opportunity. Life gave him the reverse. And eventually, when he started to stand on his two feet conveniently, he his ego had to just appease him by finding a situation where he was going to get into that dynamic again. And the secretary was just in the position for him to to actualize that um story on. And I can just imagine how excited he would have felt at the time when he found that woman that he was now bigger than the woman that looked up to him. And it would not have mattered if his wife was the most beautiful woman in the world, if if she had given up all uh, all her inheritance and all her family's money and just gave it to the man to be controlling, even if she worshipped him daily like a god. If he wasn't conscious of his ego, it would have kept driving him to show the world that he's the king and in this case the secretary wasn't enough and now he even had to add another woman to keep showing the world that he's more than the man that they thought that he was when they were sponsoring his wedding and the world at the time when he was doing all these things would have said that's how men are he would um he himself might have just have said um he was enjoying his life and then he would have been feeling fly he's a man he's a man but to be honest is that really how men are or is that how men are conditioned to be and this is how deep these issues can get because um 
we don't have to believe these stories the stories that our ego feeds us about who we are and what the world is why do we have to believe the thoughts in our heads that we are not enough and that if we're not doing something in people's lives or showing up in the way that we've been told to do in certain roles why do we believe that it's that we're not enough as a result of these things and like i usually would say you are enough you are valuable your very existence is the evidence of your value so you don't need anything you don't need to do anything special to be accepted to be loved to be witnessed so in conclusion i'm going to um leave you with the charge to you know observe yourself what stories are you telling yourself that are driving your actions what do you tell yourself what are the things that when you, that you that when people ask you about or people confront you about you say, you say to them so curtly that's just the way i am when you ask yourself these things that you say to yourself that's just the way i am is that really the way you are because that's usually the gateway question to or the gateway response to knowing what your ego stories are so some people would say that they are blunt and that's just the way they are really are you blunt or are you just trying to make a gap between people and you so that people don't come close enough to hurt you because if they say things that if they say anything that offends you you'd be really hurt is that where your bluntness is coming from or are you just blunt because to be honest when you peel off the layer of just that's just the way i am you would find that there are other things in beneath it that are more of the problem than what the outward that's just the way i am is and so you ask yourself these questions. How true are these stories of who you are? How useful are they to you? Now, you're telling everybody that you are blunt, you are blunt, but people can't stand you. People can't be around you. Meanwhile, you want people around you, but you keep being blunt, trying to protect yourself. Instead of putting boundaries in place to actually have people behave less hurtful around you, you, you chase them away by your bluntness. Do these things bring you joy? These stories, these, these actions you do as a result of these stories, do they bring you joy? Are you happy? How do they affect your relationship with people? Are, the, are these things there to protect you from a deeper issue that you are just scared to confront? It is very important that you go through these questions with yourself and you really think about the things that you, the things that you hold dear, the behaviors that you have. And sometimes even question the behaviors that people have around you the people that are around you how do you find them behaving and how can you look deeper in like look, look at the deeper layer of the things that you want to accuse them of and find the real core reasons that they might be acting the way they are acting and so that's what i really mean by looking beneath the scum and so i just want you to think about these things this is a way chiller episode than the last episode i think that the weather today is like really calm so i'm really chill about today i just want us to really really think about these things because these things happen and people just dismiss them as that's just the way things should be or that's just the way things are and a lot of times i'm like no no they don't have to be this way and so thank you so much for listening to this particular episode. Till we do this again next week, I am Dr. M. And don't forget to leave me a comment. I really love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Sex Talk with Dr. M. 
and share this everywhere share it on instagram on whatsapp with your friends and have this these discussions amongst your own circle and see how you feel about it so until i see you next week again bye thank you so much for listening